0: Chapter 6. Strategy and Operations Alignment There are many tomes written about strategy and implementation, but it is difficult to point to any successes. It seems that truly great strategies are rarely successfully implemented. At best, a few good ideas make it into operations. It is difficult enough to get executive consensus But pushing down through the organization most often conflicts with operations performance measures. It is our view that any strategy must be organic to the organization. By organic strategy we mean that it must grow naturally from normal operations of the company. Strategy developed within the tribal knowledge paradigm is founded on the concept that implementation is the most important part of any strategy. Strategic successes are measured by results. It is truly about actions taken. This chapter will expand on the notion that there is a unique consequence of the tribal knowledge paradigm that causes an alignment of strategy with process. We would like to explore that a bit. The foundation of the tribal knowledge paradigm is the recognition that know-how and tribal knowledge are equivalent. Managers, executives, and all employees need to make decisions and take action with one eye on the ROI and the other on maximizing the relationship between mission relevance and improvement of tribal knowledge. It is in the latter process that guides Strategy alignment with process. At a basic level, strategy is defined as any number of value propositions. And we refer there to Michael Porter's What is Strategy from the Harvard Business Review, issue November to December 1996. It's listed as reprint number 96608. Strategy not only guides the executive team, but it also should be a system-wide understanding of all employees. Although the strategic planning process has some very good tools and techniques, it seldom gets to become a unifying theme for even understood by those most likely to affect its implementation. In a typical corporation, there is a disconnect between the board defined strategy and the implied strategy. The implied strategy is what people think it is. Theoretically, the strategy is interpreted and translated top-down through all levels of the organization. Tactical actions tend to be piecemeal and often without rank-and-file connection to the big picture. So it is hard to gain a sense of commitment to strategy from this group. Successive actions then appear to be erratic with shifting management priorities. Then, because strategic planning is usually a periodic process, for example, every one to three years, in today's rapidly changing markets, it often is irrelevant or obsolete before it can be implemented. Bluebird or random opportunities are often missed. This periodic process is not adequate for an ever-accelerating technology and a rapidly changing market environment. Traditionally, planning determines actions that are needed. Consensus is elicited, line and staff are trained, and then action is initiated. Sounds pretty ducky, doesn't it? We think it is putting the cart before the horse because in the tribal knowledge, strategy is defined in context with mission and is coupled to mission-relevant action. We have a little cartoon here showing a man in front of the horse. Makes the point. We believe that the process should rather be start with the implicit strategy, implement improvements action, and look at the results. Then get consensus of the results as they relate to mission and know-how as depicted in SWOT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And then continually refine strategy and tactics through tribal knowledge paradigm processes. This is a continuous and iterative process. In the traditional model, strategy isn't flexible to market demand. In today's market, strategy needs to be more dramatic and can be embedded in the organizational structure. Strategy in the tribal knowledge paradigm starts with action. We trust the implied strategy, chalk the field, add the two evaluation touchstones, simplify the rules of the game, and keep score. The term chalk the field means exactly what it implies. Remember the games growing up. One of the authors grew up in the country and had a field that the neighboring farm kids and he would use to play baseball. They didn't have chalk lines to mark the field. But they had things just as good. They had the old redwood tree that was a dead totem out in one of the farmers' fields, and they had the edge of the barn. That was first baseline. The third baseline was the fence post and the tree in the corner of the field. Of course, home, first, second, and third bases were cow pies. Not fresh ones, of course. But when a game was played, things went pretty smooth until a questionable foul ball got everyone in a tither and issues arose. Eventually, the issue was resolved and the game continued. This is mentioned as the foundation to what is called chalking the field because today's kids only play baseball in the totally organized life of the city kid. They need chalked fields and a clear-cut infield to play baseball. When they're taken to an empty field, they would not be creative initially, but they would have figured it out how to chalk the field on their own. That is, if they wanted to play the game. If you don't have chalk lines, you have to agree on a different approach. And they would have come up with the same things we had done many years earlier. They did that because they needed boundaries and rules to play the game. What was a fair ball? Who calls strikes? And so forth. The other author grew up in Canada and had similar experiences with random hockey rinks in iced-over field ponds. Issues of boundaries, goals, and fairness were resolved in a Sandlot formula similar to the baseball scenario noted. Anyone growing up in a soccer-intense environment tells the same stories about playing a game without defined boundaries. Kids figure it out, and the games are played with the intensity intended. And business a similar thing is done there are rules that define each job but there aren't necessarily rules to define how the game of winning at the company will be played that is the job of strategy jobs are isolated and metrics applied to the tasks involved but when you have a group of people working to a common goal of optimized output of the group they are a team and the rules that define winning need to be made clear The rules amount to chalking the field. That is what we mean by this expression. If the general manager or the CEO or even the COO wants to get optimum results, they need to engage the team members in a discussion of the work rules for a winning team. Of course, they can dictate that, but that usually gets suboptimal performances or You can just let the people try to put the rules together without any guidance from management, and that is another prospect for a failure. It should be a management worker effort. If the employees and management are agreed on a strategy and how that is relevant to the mission, then chalking the field will get the expected results. Remember that the tribal knowledge paradigm has started with a phase zero designed to engage the organization and focus on the core value propositions which we call the war on waste. So when we are ready to take on an organic strategy, the know-how is at peak performance and ready to tackle new opportunities. The war on waste strips away all unnecessary process and assets while creating broad understanding of the business and the processes of innovation and change. In essence, The innovation of culturization has begun. As we move to strategy, we shift from the elimination of waste from the value-added perspective to strategic opportunity capitalization. We want to capitalize on our strengths and external opportunities while countering any weaknesses or external threats. Positive mission relevance and improving engaging know-how and then add sufficient boundaries to unleash the innovation culture. Through a proven playbook ideas such as product, market, channel success factors, or key competitor SWOT, proposed actions evolve into an organic strategy. Of course, the team needs to keep score. Everyone on the team needs to agree on when a run is scored and when an out occurs. These simple understandings lead to a very positive work because no one wants to play a game where the score is not kept or they don't know if they are winning or not. The score should be posted routinely so that everyone knows how they were doing. When there is a momentum of organization-wide improvement, strategic development and implementation ferrets out roadblocks. Consensus is formed on the strategic direction. Significant and tactical results are immediately achieved, and all this while know-how and capabilities are improved. Know-how across the organization connected to the strategic process means the organization has all eyes, ears, and hands at the ready for finding and implementing strategic advantage. Lean business initiatives are good places to start this process improvement activity for the simple reason that they focus on the value-adding processes and procedures of the organization. They start with understanding what value-added means for the organization. Then they look at waste as anything that doesn't add value to the product process. So when you go back here you find the previously discussed logic. Waste is anything in the process that is not value-added. And Lean Business Initiatives look at this in great detail. Strategy is the value-added proposition to the market. And so the Lean program looks at the efficacy of strategy from the bottom of the organization. So what does this mean? For one, looking at where value-added products or services are being delivered monitors strategy. This is not our normal concept of how you run a business and track strategy. It is almost counterintuitive. It says that by keeping a monitoring of strategy in the hands of the super educated MBAs, you are missing the boat. In other words, if you want a successful strategy, you need to involve those in the front lines of where the value added service or product is being delivered or created. This is how strategy is aligned with process. It is why process is so important when looked at through the value-adding lens. It finds the mismatches that exist in strategy, culture, and marketing because of the link that exists by them to the value-adding concept. This brings the discussion of measuring the efficacy of strategy. As we noted, strategy is linked to waste and opportunity in the organization. So a CEO needs to be linked to the waste being addressed by the Tribal Knowledge Council. Think about it. The reason that the CEO needs the Tribal Knowledge Council is that it is the capture point for information on efficacy of strategy. Big wastes translate into highly ineffective execution of strategy. It keeps the Tribal Knowledge Council in the center of the business because it is also the center of Tribal Knowledge Improvement that is the key to the paradigm's key decision metrics, maximizing mission-relevant Tribal Knowledge. This is the end of Chapter 6.